Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I'm real fucking mad at OnlyFans right now. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I'm a sex educator and a porn maker, and after that one, do I even have to say I'm mad at OnlyFans? (laughs) I think, I mean, speaks for itself. I'm not even on OnlyFans, and I'm mad at OnlyFans. Yeah, of course. It's it's the principle of the thing. I've seen a lot yeah. of people like calling them a bunch of hilarious names this week, like lonely fans and <laughs> only scams and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we should give a little background on the OnlyFans thing on the off chance that someone listening to this uh, isn't familiar. So OnlyFans is a uh, membership uh, pay site for individual creators of porn as well as uh, less porny like nudes and stuff and then other types of creators Um, so it's like sort of like a Patreon for uh, adult content creators as well as just kind of a Patreon type thing Um, a a premium paid social media site yeah if if Twitter costs money (laughs) right and this week uh, well at time of recording earlier this week they announced that they were going to be banning all adult content pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And then there was such a media outcry about it, including people like me being asked to like go on TV and talk about it. Like it was like a really big (laughs) deal. I knew it was a big Mm -hmm. deal because like uh, a mainstream outlet like reached out like the CBC, which is like a pretty big deal in Canada, reached out to be like, we interview you on TV about (laughs) OnlyFans. I was like, okay. Um, But it was like this huge news story. And then they announced uh, a few days after that they were going to suspend the decision, mm-hmm. which the way not that they an- it really is not the way that they announced it was like, <laughs> you did it like we're we're going to we're going to stop doing this. But like the choosing the word suspend mm-hmm. really does not give me a lot of confidence about the, the permanence of this decision. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. And. It should be said that, like, OnlyFans isn't doing this just because they hate sex. Like, Mm -hmm. they're doing this because their banking partners hate sex and because the evangelical lobbying organizations that are controlling those banking partners hate sex. Mm -hmm. Um, So they are very much at the mercy of Visa and MasterCard, which is an issue that is going to and does affect everyone else who sells sex on the internet, mm-hmm. um, any explicit content on the internet. So yes, this is like a fight that OnlyFans is having, but it is a fight that companies before OnlyFans have had and companies after OnlyFans will have. Uh, this is a battle in a much longer war that mm-hmm. sex workers have been dealing with for a very long time. Yeah, and the reason that we're so fucking angry about it is, uh, I mean, there's many reasons. One of them is that sex workers are materially harmed by stuff like this. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of them are immediately losing their main source of income, even though the decision has been reversed, because a lot of people who are subscribers have hopped off the service. A lot of people have already started their processes of migrating to other services. So it's really disrupted their whole thing, Mm -hmm. which for some people is going to mean like real rough times. Um, even for the people who are less affected by it in terms of like financial scarcity or whatever, it's still going to be real fucking annoying. Um, And the other thing is like, it's a direct threat to freedom of speech on the internet. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really scary that the people who control the flow of money online can also control the content online to this extent. And so Mm -hmm. if they decide that sex is bad and we shouldn't be having sex online, they can make that happen, actually. And it's very terrifying because if they can make that happen, who knows what else they can make happen? We know from history that this degree of fascism and puritanism just leads down a bad path toward more and more censorship and control over people, especially marginalized people. Mm-hmm. And it's not good. And I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people can hear this, but apparently so is lightning. <laughs> yeah, like, she's really going nuts over there, eh? Yeah, she's just running around yelling. Listen, she gets really fired up about these things. Lightning's stressing like, her sex worker right. <laughs> exactly. Same lightning, same. I know. 
All right. So we wanted to do an episode that was about like supporting sex workers online and interacting with sex workers online and and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, because the sex workers in your life are going through a tough time right now. And by the way, Mm -hmm. if you don't think that there are any sex workers in your life, you might be wrong about that. A lot of them might not be out to you about it. And even Mm -hmm. if you feel like there really are no sex workers in your life, uh, there could be, maybe even there should be. You can go on Twitter, you can go on any platform of your choice and find some really cool people doing cool stuff and it'll it'll brighten up your day. And also mm-hmm. we're both sex workers in various capacities, so you know us. Right, exactly. Okay, so my first question for you, Bex, a lot of people who like sex workers and want to support sex workers are really upset about the OnlyFans thing and might be wondering, how can I support online sex workers right now while shit like this is happening? Yeah, I mean, the easiest thing and the first thing you're going to hear everywhere is throw money at them. Mm -hmm. Um, We need it right now. We're not sad about OnlyFans going away because it was a great, well-built site that was fun to use. (laughs) Wow, drag them. (laughs) I'm not even on the site, but this is what I hear. Um, I'm not on the site because I got caught in a glitch that has not allowed me to make an account for like three years oh that's weird so yeah yeah it's i just i've never been on the site but for some reason i'm banned i don't know (laughs) um seems bad yeah super reliable infrastructure over there guys you're doing (laughs) great uh and, and and they just don't answer emails anyway um but yeah, so we're not we're not sitting here like mourning the loss of our favorite well-built site. The issue is that's where the customers were. Um mm-hmm. suddenly there was basically a giant mall with all the sex workers in it where you could all find which meant that is where all the customers were. Um mm-hmm. and now everything is kind of scattering again. We're going to a bunch of different sites. I'm on Pocket Stars now. There's Just for Fans, there's uh Loyal Fans, there's Manyvids has a membership process. Yeah, Manyvids does, um, and they also are great as a clip store. Um, so there's a lot of things out there that people are kind of scattering to, and a massive concern for those sex workers is that people aren't going to follow them to those platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so pay attention to where your favorite sex workers are moving to, and get mm-hmm. on board with them as soon as possible. Don't unsubscribe from. OnlyFans in the meantime, like keep giving them your money there until you can't anymore because Mm -hmm. that is their paycheck. Um, And even if you're like, oh, I'll unsubscribe because in like two weeks I'm going to subscribe somewhere else. They don't know that for sure is the thing. Mm -hmm. And they're watching their money just straight up disappear. Um, If you are able to sub to OnlyFans and their new site both this month, That's great if you are able to tip them or toss a couple extra bucks their way or order a custom you've been thinking about for a while or a Skype show or whatever kind of other services they offer. Uh, Now would be a great time to do that. Go buy some clips from their clip store. Anything that they have just kind of laying around that you can either just throw money at them or buy their services would be really helpful right now because a lot of the stress just comes from not knowing where that money is going to come from next and if they're going to have a reliable way to get it to them and even what those rates will look like. Subscription sites are great because it works almost like a salary for sex workers. You guarantee Mm -hmm. you're going to pay us that much every month and we can actually budget things and plan and have an idea of what we're going to make every month, um, which is not a thing that existed back with like clip sites and camming in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, So continue to be a reliable source for our income right now if you're able to or continuing to do that can be hugely helpful and a big weight off of our our shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all great advice. I want to add to that that if you're looking into uh, where your favorite sex workers have moved – it's mm-hmm. entirely possible that they won't show up on like your main page on any social media site because a lot of times sex workers end up getting, what's it called? It's not blacklisted. It's shadow banned. Shadow banned. Um, mm-hmm. 
So on Twitter, you can pretty easily make a list that contains all your favorite sex workers. And then when you go to look at that list, it will actually show you all of their tweets in mm -hmm. order, which is just luxurious compared to how the regular Twitter algorithm <laughs> works. Um, but in general, you're going to need to specifically seek them out. You can't depend on their posts just coming up for you. You're going to have to intentionally probably go look for them and see where they're moving and, and what they're up to. Mm -hmm. Especially because any posts we create directing you specifically to the new site, anything with links, uh, any of the language we use is going to sound particularly like an ad or is going to look particularly spammy. And Twitter mm -hmm. doesn't give those tweets a ton of attention anyway. Even if we're attaching like our hottest clips and pictures to it, Twitter's like, you don't need to be linking people to other sites. What? Right. Uh, we'll show it to 1% of your followers. They'll, we'll see what they let, think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the list thing is brilliant. I have been browsing Twitter exclusively via lists pretty much for, like, years. I always forget what, like, vanilla Twitter looks like because <laughs> yeah. the, the lists put everything in chronological order and don't show you any ads. So mm -hmm. it's... It's literally just the people I want to see in the order they said the thing. The only annoying thing is you can't turn off retweets. So, like, if you're in a retweet group and in my Twitter list, you know I particularly love you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the average person has no idea the extent to which sex content is censored online these days. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's this popular perception. I know that I got this when I was talking to non-sex world people about the OnlyFans thing. People are like, porn's everywhere on the internet. Of course you can post porn on the internet and make money off of it. Like, how is it possible that you can't? And it's like, mm -hmm. well... You know, it is increasingly possible. Um, it's it's really rough. And uh, a lot of the money that is made off of porn and such online just gets funneled to mega companies like Pornhub uh, mm. rather than going directly to the sex workers who make it. So that mm -hmm. sucks. And even Pornhub has suffered a huge blow a couple of months back in being able to take mm -hmm. certain kinds of payments. And they had to shut down their whole model hub section. Uh, sector, which is not a thing I used a ton, so I don't know a ton about that. Mm. Um, but they're also struggling to take, to get paid, and they're fucking Pornhub. Mm -hmm. Like, I think everyone kind of has this perception that, yes, the internet is full of porn, and there is a subset of people who believe that is true and think it's bad. And mm -hmm. there is another subset who believe it is true and think, well, it just is. It just is, and it always will be. So mm -hmm. they're not paying attention to the people who think it's bad and are trying to make it stop mm -hmm. um, and making it become increasingly difficult uh, to sh share content. Yeah. Another question I have, speaking of money stuff, um, if someone listening to this is broke and like really can't afford to support sex workers financially right now, but they want to be supportive in other ways, what would you suggest? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we were just talking about how difficult it is for us to share information and promote our content on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking about Twitter because that is my platform of choice. I know there are other sex workers who advertise on Reddit and other places who encounter similar issues, right? Um, mm -hmm. There are a lot of subreddits, subreddits, it's fine, I'm an old man, um, <laughs> that will allow posting of nudes, but not if you're sex workers or not if you're mm. linking back to any sellable content, right? So there, we encounter this on all kinds of platforms. Um, and I think something that's really important and helpful is to just, if you see our content and are able to share it, share it, like it, uh, comment on it, uh, engage with it, so that the algorithm can prioritize it a little more so that we get a little bit more reach. It's also helpful to just like talk to us and chat with us on the platform, right? Like I appreciate comments that are like, wow, that's so hot. But like comments that humanize me and want to chat with me about something are nice. Uh, mm -hmm. This doesn't mean slide into my DMs or expect to be my best friend or like try to talk to me all day. But if I am posting about something that isn't horny and you see it come across your feed and you're like, oh, wow, he also really likes sci-fi and is watching this movie. I've seen that movie. Um, and like 
chat with us about things like that. Uh, it can be really hard to just be throwing sexy things at the internet all day and getting not a ton back in response. Like, I know, at least me personally, I'm in this because I'm an exhibitionist and I enjoy the attention. So, like, mm-hmm. you can pay us in attention. Um You can also spend your time on things that support sex worker rights, right? Um, If you are a person who, uh, you know, is really skilled at organizing or really political, like there are a lot of avenues you can go down that route. Make sure you are listening to sex workers and uplifting the voices of sex workers, not your own. Um, But we need people to do grunt work. Like Mm. organizers always need people to do grunt work. Um, And if you are a person with... Other uh, skill, like personal assistant-y kind of skills, if you are a person who can edit video, a person who can, you know, um, organize, like, emails, secretary-type stuff, a lot of sex workers need assistance and that sort of thing. Um, I would not slide into a sex worker's DMs that you've never spoken to and been like, hey, do you need someone to edit your content, Wiggles Eyebrows? <laughs> um But, like, if there is a sex worker who you have, like, paid for their content before and feel like you have decent rapport with and you're like, hey, I have this skill set, I'd love to volunteer some of my time as a service, um, Mm. I could absolutely see enjoying that experience with, because, like, I definitely have people who have paid for my content who I have, like, friendly rapport with and have bought lots of things from me and who, like, come into my DMs and chat with me and things and, like, yeah, if someone had that skill set, that would be super helpful. So if there's something, a kind of service you can provide, um, or if you can provide your time or that service in lieu of throwing cash that you don't have at people, it could also be really helpful. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I've been finding it really uplifting this week to see how many people on Twitter and such who are not in the sex world are speaking out publicly in defense of sex workers and against mm-hmm. OnlyFans' decision here. Um, I think Hank Green was one of these people who I was really surprised. Wow. Yeah. Um, someone was like, oh, you're tweeting horny stuff on Maine? And he was like, I'm tweeting, like, supporting people's autonomy on Maine. <laughs> like, it's it's <laughs> right. not all about sex, but, I mean, it is really amazing when people are able to kind of, like, bust through that apprehension about being seen, caring about this issue, mm-hmm. um, in order to vocally support the people who need it right now. Um, yeah, I do feel like this... Uh, I mean, like I said, this is <laughs> this has happened many times before and it will happen again, right? Um, this, but this particular instance with it being OnlyFans under attack does feel, in the way OnlyFans had kind of already captured the cultural attention during the pandemic and things and kind of popularized and changed the conversation around sex work, it does feel like this downfall of OnlyFans, because this does not feel like a blip. This feels like the beginning of something, whatever mm-hmm. this looks I was going to call it an exodus, but one of these terrible organizations is Exodus Cry, and I can't. <laughs> it's a sexodus. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Even I didn't um, like that one. <laughs> but it does. Um, it does feel like, this time around, people are a little more comfortable discussing this as a labor rights issue, discussing this as uh, a, a workers' issue, more than just the like teehee titillating sex thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I just follow better people these days, but <laughs> that's at least how I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not really directly relevant to what you were just saying but i i just really feel like so much of the like vehement hatred toward OnlyFans users online um this past year has been about just like hatred of sexually promiscuous or sexually provocative people being self-directed and making their own money and like Mm -hmm. having some measure of independence and regular income and there's just like this widespread hatred of any of that, I mean, it reminds me of, like, uh, the the fight against, like, 
the suffrage movement, like there, any time that marginalized people start to have any measure of independence and power, the powers that be get really uncomfortable. And that can come out in a lot of different ways, including people making like horrible slut shaming comments about OnlyFans creators over the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really ugly. I wish the people would just like go to therapy instead of taking out their shit on other people who didn't do anything wrong. Oh, God. So many things would be so much easier if so many people just went to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, how do I become a sex worker's favorite subscriber? I I feel like this is the thing that, like, get asked a lot. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I just want to be everyone's favorite. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I – and it's, like, it's certainly going to depend on each – uh, sex worker, but I do think there are a few easy ways. Like, obviously, make sure to be have at least given them some money somewhere along the line, right? That's that's baseline. Be a mm-hmm. subscriber, have bought some of their videos, something, right? Um, that alone is going to, I guess, bring you up in the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, it's going to make you stand out from the sea of reply guys on on the internet um then i think at least for me and i think for most sex workers some degree of interaction right i want to have at least a little bit of an understanding of who you are i want to like if i'm i mean if you want to be my favorite subscriber i'm probably one of your favorite sex workers right like maybe Mm -hmm. tell me why tell me the things you like like I, again, I said this earlier, I post the fact that I'm naked online because I'm an exhibitionist. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, they're like a little timid and shy about like, oh, I don't want to like say sexy things to you. You're just, it's fine. I'll leave you alone. You just, you just do those things. I don't want to bother you or nothing. It's (laughs) like, then it, it feels a little bit like throwing my dick into a black box, like nothing, (laughs) I'm getting nothing back. (laughs) Um, And I, it, it's a lot nicer to feel like I have a little bit of a rapport. And there is a difference, right, between being friendly and chatty with us and expecting us to be your friend now and text you all the time and, like, mm-hmm. message you all the time, right? Um, I think – and so when I'm interacting with other sex workers, I try to take a position of, like – each time they reply or message me a thing, I'm kind of delighted that they have chosen to. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yay, the, the conversation's still happening. Great. Rather than, like, asking a million questions and being like, and stay with me and keep talking, right? You have right. more to say to me, right? <laughs> um, I, I treat each message like, and this might be where we wrap it up. And, like, that's my last <laughs> thing I have to say to them until they, you know, send out a cute flirty mass message or, you know, send out a thing. And I go, wow, you look so hot. And they go, wow, <laughs> thanks. And I'm like, cute, that's the end of it, right? Um, but just being available to give that little bit of like, yes, no, hi, I'm also here and I'm also enjoying this experience. You do look really hot. I know you thought you looked hot and that's why you put it on the internet, but you're like, you're right. You do. (laughs) Um, I think that all goes a really long way, Mm -hmm. um, because it, this is so much easier. It feels like the difference between teaching my workshop uh, in person versus recording it in front of a camera. It's all the same content, but it just feels so much more engaging to be able to like look in someone's eyes and be like, oh, see, look, I'm watching it click. You get it. You're understanding what I'm saying. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That feels like the porn equivalent of that being like, you're turned on. You're turned on. Good. That's what I was shooting for. Yeah. You're hard, right? Great. Fantastic. That's what I was shooting for. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I really like when people are very clear and upfront about what they're asking for. Like Mm -hmm. if someone's going to ask me for a custom clip or whatever, I do not want that conversation to start with a high DM. What I Mm -hmm. want is to receive an email that says, this is what I want specifically. Here's, uh, you know, the details of that in terms of fantasy or what I want you to be doing or whatever it is. Uh, how can I pay you and what is the rate? Mm-hmm. Um, you got to talk money early, I think. Otherwise, you do just seem like you're stringing us along. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I noticed that 
bothers me too is like when people clearly have a specific fantasy in mind for a custom clip or something or something that they want to see in photos or whatever it is but they seem to be racked by too much shame to actually say what it is like Mm -hmm. like they're just like i don't know i like butts i guess or like (laughs) they're like Mm -hmm. just just do whatever seems right to you mistress and i'm like okay i can infer some things from you calling me that but like i don't know what the thing actually is and i feel like um it's sort of like when you go to the doctor with like a personal like slightly embarrassing problem and you're just like Mm -hmm. um it's in like the the like butt region and the doctor's just like just tell me like i've heard a million things like you can just say what (laughs) right like i'm just say that just i i used to get that at the sex shop too where people i'd be like is there anything else i could help you find and they'd be like um well uh well i um uh and i'm like it's a butt plug you just want a butt plug just fucking say it's a butt plug oh my god oh my god (laughs) and they'd get like halfway to the door and they'd be like well do you have any like i'm in my brain i'm like it's butt plugs just oh it's just two (laughs) syllables oh my god yeah, when I was working at the sex shop, it would usually be an enema when someone did that. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, always was, the bad stuff. <laughs> it is, um, but I, I I can more so understand having that shame response when you're like actually talking to someone IRL. But if you're emailing mm-hmm. a sex worker about a custom clip or something custom that you want them to make, you have to be able to state your fantasy and what you want. Um, Mm -hmm. so work through that shame yourself, remind yourself that just like a doctor, in many cases, they've basically heard it all. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're usually going to prefer that you be more specific. And the worst that can happen is that they can go, that's not really something that I'm comfortable doing or that I would be able to do, but like maybe try these other people or like, you know, maybe just ask someone else. Um, Mm -hmm. In which case, that's not a personal reflection about you or your fantasy. You've Mm -hmm. given them the information that they needed to be able to assess whether they were the person for this job. And if they decide that they're not, then you can go find somebody else. For sure. And like, I I definitely agree with what you were saying about like specificity. Like some of my favorite clients are the people with very particular preferences. Like Mm -hmm. love someone with a fetish. Love, because that... Kind of like I was talking about earlier, those are opportunities to feel like I have done a good job. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I like I I know Susan with the water sports fetish is gonna fucking love this video that I just <laughs> made today. Wow, gosh, I just I just made their day. Fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I again, I can feel good about a thing rather than just like, well, I fucking think this is really hot. I hope some of them do too. I hope, I I mean, I think these perverts are into what I'm, what I'm into. I'm pretty sure. Right. Rather, it, it, it feels more satisfying to be like, I did a good job for me and for these people who come to me for this thing that I do. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so when I know a little bit about who you are and the kind of things you want to see me do, uh, I, it, it allows me to, I guess, almost see my work through their eyes, you know, and my eyes are hella critical. Maybe let me borrow your point of view for a second. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would also say don't haggle with them. Like no, if tip. something is, yeah, if, if something's out of your price range, you can just say that. Like I've encountered people who have such a defensive reaction to being told a price that they can't afford that they will turn it around and say that's overpriced you're charging too much and it's like Mm -hmm. no you just can't afford what i'm charging and that's totally fine i'm allowed Mm -hmm. to charge what i want other people do pay it so uh, i'm not the issue um i have sometimes found it helpful if a client is like I can't afford that for like a 15 minute video, but like, what about this lower price for like a five minute video? Like, mm-hmm. I won't always say yes to that because sometimes the setup and preparation for a five minute video is effectively the same as it would be for the 15. So, you know, mm-hmm. it really depends on the situation, but uh, I'll at least consider an offer like that if it's reasonable. Right. And you can also say something like that, you know, this is my budget. What are you able to do for me in that range? Like, this is my right. budget. This is the kind of thing I'm into. Like, maybe they'll do a photo set with your fetish, but not a video. Or maybe, you know, they're like, oh, well, I could do these few parts of the video, but not that other part. Or a mm-hmm. shorter video or whatever. Like, they have a better idea of what their pricing is based on. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I would rather do a slightly longer video 
then like not oh, a five minute video probably isn't worth my time because I'm setting everything up anyway and like yeah. I'm charging you for the time I'm setting everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there are certainly other things where I'm like, no, I actually I just that like this part sounds fun. I'll do that part for cheap. Yeah, like I want a reason to get to like I got a uh, you know, I've gotten water sports customs where I'm like, yeah, I'll take an excuse to piss on my floor. Sure. I can yeah, I can give that to you for a reasonable amount. Yeah, it's fine. Um yeah. but if they like lump something else in where I'm like, oh, that's too much work though. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, I won't tell them off the bat. I won't be like, it's $60, but like it's $40 if you don't make me put on this outfit I don't like. <laughs> um, but if they say $60 is out of my price range, I'll be like, well, if you let me do it in whatever the fuck I want to wear and let me sell it elsewhere, then I'll do mm-hmm. it for 40 Right. You know? So, and it, it can also feel a little less like haggling, right? It can be like, well, this yeah. is what I have today. What can you do? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll leave this in the show, but did I ever tell you about the guy who, who wanted to pay me to make a clip of, of – he's a black guy and he wanted me to call him the N-word a bunch and like a bunch of like oh. humiliating – I don't think so. Yeah. Like like he was into like race play humiliation stuff. Yeah. And he wanted me to wear – like a COVID mask and pull it down under my nose. Cause he also had a nose fetish and say mm. all this shit with the N word. And I, I really thought about it cause he was a really polite guy. Like he was like super right. nice and upfront and clear through this whole process. Um, I wanted to be able to do it for him because just cause he was so nice. But I really thought about it. I was like, I'm genuinely not comfortable yeah. Speaking like that, even if it's for a video for someone who wants it and they're the only one who's going to see it. Like, I just, I don't know. I, could, right. I don't even think I could bring myself to do it. Uh, no. And he was really polite. He was like, I completely understand. Totally makes sense. Like, he was just the best. Um, I think that he paid me for some nose fetish pics uh, anyway, which is really lovely. And that, nice. that was just a really good <laughs> interaction. No, I love that. Yeah, I... Yeah, that's on the list of like, sorry, that just that video can't exist. I know, I know you don't, you're the only one that can't exist. Sorry. Yeah. I don't like, uh. yeah. It's always interesting when uh, an interaction with a client really helps you realize where your, your comfort level is. Like, yeah. of course, I know I don't, I'm not going to say that word in life, but I didn't know that I also wouldn't say it even in very consensual kink. I was like, right. Oh. Interesting thing to learn about myself. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of giving money to people who work in the sex industry, um, we are doing (laughs) we're doing a big overhaul on our Patreon because just felt like time for a change, Uh, and also Mm -hmm. we wanted more of a community connection aspect of our Patreon. So, Bex, can you tell the folks? uh, Wait, should I start or should I? I don't know. Oh, well, I can start. Okay. Well, so the most exciting part of this (laughs) is that Mm -hmm. we're going to have a new Discord community that being a Patreon will give you access to. So you're going to be able to hang out with us and other listeners and our partners will be in there and probably some of our friends because we like talking to them uh, about all kinds of sexy, dorky things. And Mm -hmm. we're really, I mean, I think this idea was born out because we've gotten to know more more and more listeners of our show and Mm -hmm. y'all are fucking cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And we want to do more of that. So this seems like a really great way to do that. Yeah. And um, getting access to the Discord is going to start at $6 per month. By the way, if you don't know what Discord is, it's sort of like slack or it's it's like a chat room basically with like different mm-hmm. channels um and it's private if you want it to be which in our case we do um yes. and it'll be fun because you'll be able to not only chat with folks and with us but also contribute questions and ideas for episodes um mm-hmm. we're talking about like maybe we'll you know do a movie watching night or you know stuff like that that's like fun community stuff um so that starts at six bucks a month which i think is pretty reasonable for yeah. for you know hopefully connecting with lots of other cool folks um 
We have a couple of other tiers. At 12 bucks a month, you will get access to the Discord, of course. Plus, we're doing a new monthly bonus episode in which we're chatting kind of more informally about mm. uh, our sex lives and our dating lives and what's going on once a month for an hour. Um, we recorded one recently where we talked about... Uh, fuck, what do we talk about? Um, I talked about one of my favorite customs I recorded recently, which is quite relevant to this discussion. Oh, I'm and what really my dream sh- needle play scene would look like. Oh yeah, that was so fun. I'm yeah. I'm honestly really struggling to remember what the hell I talked about. Oh, you told me uh, gossip about one of your exes. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. <laughs> I went into some like recent revelations about my shitty ex boyfriend. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty personal stuff that I wouldn't really put <laughs> publicly, just on the off chance that he ever listens to it. So uh, if you join our Patreon at twelve bucks a month, you're going to get those kind of like more personal uh, anecdotes and mm-hmm. conversations uh, once a month. And the final Patreon tier is $18 a month, which gets you all previous perks, so Discord access, monthly bonus episode, and you can ask us up to one specific sex, dating, etc. question per month, and we will send you a specific thoughtful answer. Um, Mm. So you know the types of things that we know stuff about, and you also know that when you submit questions uh, for episodes, typically we have to answer them in a more general way because it's for a more general audience. So if you're wanting something that's more specifically tailored, uh, this is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, I really need a vibrator that's under two inches wide and is rechargeable and has a travel lock and is purple. Like, we could probably find you something like that. But yeah. also just, you know, general sex dating advice, whatever the hell you want. And that is for $18 a month. Yes, send us your drama. Let me have opinions about it. I oh, mean, and then the other let thing. Let me help you. <laughs> Sorry, the other thing that I forgot to mention is we're also going to, if everybody at the $18 a month episode, fuck. The other thing which I forgot to mention is that everybody at the $18 a month level will have their names spoken aloud on every episode for the duration of their time in that tier. Because um, that's fun. That's something we do on my other podcast, Question Box, and I'm always like surprised by how thrilling it actually does feel to hear your name spoken on a podcast (laughs) that you like. Like it's Mm -hmm. actually, it's lovely. I would recommend it. (laughs) Um, So Bex, what do folks need to know to uh, either sign up for this or to switch their membership over? Well, yeah. So this is where things get a little bit tricky. Um, If you are not a patron yet, what are you doing? Go to patreon.com slash the dildorks to throw money at us. Um, probably being a broke queer is what you're doing. I shouldn't be rude. Um, but if you are able to, I do appreciate that. Uh, if you are already a patron, you probably know that right now we charge at a per episode model. Um, we did that way back when we started, mostly because we did not expect to be able to commit to this thing this thoroughly for this long, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah, we didn't know if we were going to have such, you know, bad mental health issues that we would not even be able to put out four episodes a month. And it turns out we've done pretty well at that. So I think it makes sense now to switch to a, a monthly model. Right. At this point, we are releasing extremely consistently and y'all are great. Uh, so part of this process is also streamlining our Patreon. So when we switch from that per episode model to the monthly model, so you are just paying $6 per month to get that Discord access, it's going to take everyone and uh, basically bump your subscription down. So if you were paying one ep- $1 per episode, now you're paying $1 per month. When that happens across all of our many subscribers, it hurts me in my soul a little bit. Um, so, and, and in my wallet a lot of bit. Um, I've done the math. So if you could do me a favor, um, and starting on September 1st, when we switch that model over, log back into your Patreon and go ahead and update your subscription to hopefully that 6 or $12 level um, to get that Discord access or the... Uh, bonus episode, etc. Uh, but either way, update your 
subscription to better match what you can afford to give right now. Uh, and it's going to be able to help, just like I was talking about earlier with the income stability and OnlyFans, it's going to help my income be a little bit more reliable for the month of September, the more of you that do that. And we'll be reminding you all month long, don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll send out an email on Patreon. We will remind you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, supporting us helps us keep doing what we're doing, as we say every week. And we appreciate every dollar from every one of you. All right. A little more sex work convo. Um, One listener asked, I've always wanted to buy custom content slash a Skype show or a sexting session from a sex worker, but I've always felt weird about the idea of having to pay someone to act out my fantasy for me. How do I make sure that they're actually enjoying it? I love this question, and I think it's really common, and I think it is particularly common from exactly the kinds of people that I wish were buying customs from me. <laughs> um, because people that don't ask themselves this question aren't always fun to make customs for. Um, <laughs> but I think you have to kind of reframe your thinking a little bit, right? Um, often people who are in sex work do this because they enjoy sex work. Like certainly there are people, survival sex workers, um, but there are other survival jobs out there in the world as well. Um, and, and often people who do sex work are drawn to it in some sort of way. Um, and they're, they're going to be doing sex work, whether or not you buy that custom, right? Mm -hmm. They're already doing the math and they need to make, you know, $500, a thousand dollars this month from their sex work. Mm -hmm. So what you are doing by buying that custom, you are not giving them work to do and making them, ugh, look at this whole long task I have to do. They have to do that work. They are a sex worker. They have, you know, if they make porn on the internet, they have to make porn on the internet. What you're doing is saying that of that $1,000 you need to make, I'm going to give you 100 of it. And one-tenth of your time, I've planned it for you. I already decided what you're making, and I already guaranteed you're going to make money on it. Rather than... Me being like, all right, well, if I do this, if I do this anal play video and this POV blowjob, then maybe those will sell enough to make up a hundred dollars. And I think I could film those this afternoon. No, you've told me you're filming a water sports custom, and this is the money you're getting for it, and that money is accounted for, and anything else is extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about as like. No, I'm telling them that this time is taken care of. You, you are you are doing them a favor. You are doing something good for them by by buying their service. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are a person who, like we were talking about earlier, is specific and clear about the things you want, is upfront about how you're going to pay, tips well if you know when you can afford to tip well. Which, like, if you can't afford to tip at all, maybe you can't afford to see a sex worker. Um, but you know, tips well when you're able to tip and like is enthusiastic and excited about the content you receive. Mm-hmm. You you made our day better. We have to work with customers and by being a good customer and choosing to spend your money with us, you have been a good day at work versus <laughs> a customer who doesn't think about these things and isn't invested in us having a good time. So mm-hmm. don't don't think like how do I make sure that the thing I'm paying them to do is a thing they want to do? Like, no, think about how can I make it a great experience to be paid by me to do sex things? Mm -hmm. Because that's what they signed up for. They're a sex worker. They're not on a date with you. They don't, it's less about being like, how do we make this a mutual, a mutually sexually pleasurable experience? It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not what they signed up for. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I always find it useful if someone tells me not only their fantasy or what they want me to do in the video or in the photo set, but like also what they find hot about mm-hmm. the thing that they're asking me about. Because particularly if it's a kink I don't have knowledge or experience of, uh, I might not know what is hot about it. So like I always remember when I did a, a set of headphones fetish photos for a fan of mine. 
Um, and he was like, can you do some where you're like lifting up one side of the headphones and like show your ear peeking out? And I was like, I would have never known to do that. Like, thank yeah. you so much for, for that detail. Uh, or sometimes the nose fetish people are like, can you push it up a little bit like you're a pig? And I'm like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's cute. Um, I'll also say like a compliment after you receive the media that you've purchased mm -hmm. is really great. It goes a long way. Uh, I feel like some people think that this is sort of weird. Uh, like it should be more of a business-like interaction or something. But uh, I know that when I do particularly custom videos, I get very second-guessy with myself about like, did I do it right? Are they going to like it? Are they going to feel like they wasted their money on me? So to receive an email that's like, I loved it. Thank you so much. That was so hot. Um, so great. Someone sent me an email recently when I did a custom clip that was like, your pussy is magic. Your partners are very lucky. And I was Aww. like, thank you. That's so nice. Oh, that's <laughs> delightful. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite parts about filming customs is like thinking about the questions I'm going to ask to kind of parse apart some of, and get some of those things that you're talking about there, those like specifics about like when I did this water sports custom, I've mentioned a couple times just because it's the most recent thing I did. Um, one of the things I asked was like, okay, like I could do this in the bathtub or the floor. The floor feels more right to me, right? Is the floor more right? <laughs> and they were like, yes, no, absolutely. I was like, fantastic. Great. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I felt in my soul. Um, but it just felt good to have it like, you know, to be yeah. like, ah, yes, my read of this situation was correct. And to ask things like, Am I ashamed that I'm pissing all over the floor? Am I turned <laughs> What's on? What's my by motivation it? as a character? Am I yeah. <laughs> right? Like I'm like because those are all very different scenes, and I was like, wow, I get to think of like, am I like, oh gosh, you're catching me doing this, or am I like? <laughs> and instead, I was just focused on how good it felt because like I hadn't peed for a while, and they were right. They it was correct. That's all I focused on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Before we wrap up, I want to give you a little bit more information about uh, political efforts around the issue of sex workers and finances, etc. Uh, the Adult Performance Artists Guild, APAG, is doing some cool stuff. I didn't know this. They have apparently helped hundreds of OnlyFans performers recoup more than $100,000 that have been wrongfully seized by OnlyFans over the last two years. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know the details of that. I don't know if it was a thing like uh, how sometimes PayPal will freeze your account for doing sex stuff and then just take all the money that's in there. Mm. Um, seems pretty bullshit to me. Yep. Um, the APAG is also currently helping performers migrate more seamlessly to other platforms and offering mental health support and peer support for sex workers. So you can check them out at APAGunion.com. Mm -hmm. And if you need any of that support that they're offering, you can also reach out to members at APAGunion.com. I believe if you're a member, although I don't know for sure about that. Um, also, a sex worker named Ashley Lake is organizing a banking action on September 1st in partnership with Swap Behind Bars. Uh, they're purposely not publicizing a ton of information about what that actually is, but it seems like it's going to be a good thing. Uh, check that out at September1stBankingAction.com, and it's first with, like, the number one ST, September1stBankingAction.com. And with that, uh, I have been Kate Sloan. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Dildorks. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. My book is pretty close to coming out. You can pre-order it at 101kinkythings.com. I actually just wrote a newsletter at katesloan.substack.com that was about my partner spanking me with my own book, which was a, a really that. wonderful experience. I basically wrote a review of the book as an impact tool. Uh, Amazing. And it's surprisingly really good for it. It is almost like they designed it for that, which I don't <laughs> think that they did. I think that they just – sometimes magic just happens, y'all. Yeah. It's great. I love that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out at katesloan.substack.com. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. And my other podcast is called Question Box. Where's your stuff? 
I'm Bex. You can find my writing and information about all my workshops at BexTalkSex.com. At the time of release, I am teaching at Dark Odyssey this weekend. So if you're going camping with me, I will see you there. I also have two other online workshops scheduled in September. I'm going to be teaching banging blowjobs and better bottoming. So if you go to BexTalkSex.com, you can see information for those right in the sidebar. Or if you go to Eventbrite.com and search Bex Caputo, they'll come up there as well and you can get your tickets. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at BexTalkSex. Uh, I'm also very naked on the internet at Billy Lore, so you heard me talk a lot about that earlier. Um, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Billy Lore, and I'm also on Pocket Stars now under Billy Lore, so you can find me by searching that or the link in my Twitter. Together with the Dildorks, we're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks. We're also at patreon.com slash the Dildorks, where you should go update your subscription so that you can get access to the Discord for just $6 a month and come hang out with me. Please do it. I want to have fun discussions about weird, kinky, queer shit, but like we got to have folks in there before we can do that. Yeah, I'm I'm act- I'm really excited to kind of see what this community grows into cuz like we have mm-hmm. plans for it certainly, but like we're not going to have a real feel for what it looks like until folks get in there and start talking to us and like it's going to grow with the people who join. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm excited to see what what it turns into. Yeah, me too. Um, thank you so much to Protodome for the use of his song, I Want You in My Bedroom, is our theme song. His music is available at protodome.bandcamp.com, and that song is on the album Chip Funk. Thank you also to Amy, who is at starboots underscore on Twitter, for drawing our logo for us. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Dildorks Dorky Discourse. So, oh, I'm going to turn my volume down because that's really clipping a lot. Okay. <clears throat> so no, no. <laughs> oh no. Check your check that you're still recording and stuff, babe. No, I am still recording. She's not on the keyboard at all. Okay, darling, right. darling, no, <laughs> darling, no, darling, no. Oh, I like when we do Zoom calls and I get to see your cat fucking your shit up. It's really funny. <laughs> I was just watching her come for me. I was like, no. Okay. <laughs>